You are now listening to When Coffee Meets Tea with Rob and Denise. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of When Coffee Meets Tea. I'm Rob Gerard. I'm Denise Bertolovitz. Denise, it feels great to be here. It's another podcast, uh, another episode, um, and it, it feels good. It feels really good. It feels really good. Somebody asked me today if I was cold, and I'm like, no. They're like, I'm freezing, but it's like 32 degrees out, so I guess I guess the answer should have been I should have been cold, but yeah, yeah, I should absolutely. have said, no, I'm hot. I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's... Uh, the warm weather's coming, and that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, you know, just the warm weather in general, It's uh, it just does something to the soul. You oh know what I mean? Oh, my God, doesn't it? It's like just, it could be five degrees out, but as long as the sun is shining and I feel that warmth, I'm just so happy. It's like, oh, there's hope. There is hope. And you know what? And, and, and not that this is going to lead perfectly into, I think, what our topic is, but I, I totally agree. Like when it comes to the sunshine, um, the sun definitely does something. And I think that's where seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression kind of comes in. And whenever I think of this, right, I think probably a lot of us do. I, I think about the people like in Alaska, right, in places where the sunshine doesn't shine sometimes for weeks and months on end. I mean, you have to be extremely resilient oh, and gosh, bright yes. to to really get through those super dark months. So isn't that nuts? Like, could you live in Alaska, do you think? Me personally, no. Would I want to visit? Absolutely. Mm. And it's interesting you said that, right? Because you wonder if they have adapted to this from a resilient perspective or did they have they adapted or are they just used to the environment because a lot of people say oh well if you grow up there you're just used to that right but that's not necessarily the case because seasonal affective disorder is real and that's not necessarily just because you grow up somewhere that you're not going to be impacted by the weather right it's your resilience your choices your coping skills what you do to adapt to that to I guess get comfortable right with living in that environment but to answer your question no i would not want to live in alaska i do have a follower um, that engages with me they live in alaska they're wow. an older couple wow. in their 60s they grew up there and they uh they're alaska tree climber and what? she makes all these clothes and the other day he told this great story he was snow plowing and he had this young gentleman come and deliver wood and he paid the guy $300 for the wood. Long story short, um, he, he had gone out the next day to go do some more shoveling and the $300, he found a $100 bill here, a $100 bill here, and a $100 bill here. What would you do? Dude, like, would you want to keep that money? So that was his post. He's like, what would you do? So then he continued to tell the story of how he so called hold him. Hold on. So you're saying he paid the guy $300 and, and the then guy the guy lost dropped it. the money. He just dropped the money and let, you know lost it lost yeah. it on the property so then he went and he called the young gentleman that had delivered the wood and said did you lose something on my property and he said yeah you know i hate to say it i lost the money that you gave me and the alaska tree climber uh instagram name said oh i found it for you so why don't you come by and wow. pick it up like what are the odds of that wow. and what is the kindness there right the kindness of would you do that like yeah some so i just love that story because it's kind of a little off our topic yeah. but 
I just thought it was really nice. Well, big shout out to Alaskan Tree Club. Kindness. That, that's yep. for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and like resiliency, right? And something totally random. But, you know, I think of duct tape as being extremely resilient. <laughs> right? Because I look around the room and, uh, you know, Paul the intern, when he... When we were setting up the, the <laughs> camera shots, and that's his new title, that's his new name. So even when he's not an intern anymore, he's always going to be Paul the intern. Um, but so he's setting up the camera shots, and he's like, Rob, do you have the duct tape? I was like, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> and I ran out of the room. I was like. Listen, and, and it's because duct tape, in my opinion, is resilient, you know. This but, is true. But Denise, you wanted to talk about this topic you yes. are the one that yes, was I like did. you know like listen let's talk about resiliency and initially i was a little apprehensive because i'm like okay with everything happening with the pandemic and stuff um you know the, the just the idea of the topic of resiliency has been done to death i'm sure on podcasts right mm -hmm. but but even looking past pandemic right even looking past the year of 2020 going into 2021 um Talk to me about why you think and, and what you think of when I say the word resiliency, resilient. What do you think of? Okay, so I love this topic. And yes, like it's probably way over overspoken, but I want to speak on it in a different level. So when I think of res resiliency, right, I think of the ability to bounce back from something that is traumatic or mm. the ability to cope with change. Like when I think of resiliency, I don't think of it as a extreme, right? Mm. And, and I certainly don't think of it as something that everybody is born with. So, you know, there's been debates about that. Some people say, oh, well, you're just more resilient than I am. Well, kind of like okay. nature versus nurture, right? Absolutely. Are you yeah. born with it or is it from your environment is it because of the way you were raised or is it just something that you've been able to find where you you know forged mm -hmm. by the fire kind of thing and you know i do think it's interesting you said that right because you are not born with it however i do think that to your point your environment will gear you toward the person that you're going to become so here for example the reason why i wanted to talk about this is because resiliency is part of life we all have it in us however some of us have not always had to use it and some of us have had to use it because it's been a coping skill through our childhood through traumatic experiences mm. um, but at the end of the day even in adulthood it's divorce okay you have to have resiliency to come out of that and 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 come back into the world and resiliency like being resilient is a skill and mm. it's something that you either are forced to use as coping, which then is learned behavior or habit, or you learn it because you need to possibly like in a career, let's say you need to be able to have that resiliency, like in the medical field, right? They need to be resilient to constantly in an ER deal with that change, so right? What's it, coming at me next? Is what it is safe that to change? say that resiliency is a positive 
Is that a positive? It is a positive. Now, here is the thing. It is positive, and I truly believe, and I'll use myself as an example. Like many people have always said, you're so resilient. And I do believe that. Okay, I come from a big family, meaning this. I have one brother, a mom and dad, but my mom has nine brothers and one sister. So growing up, my grandmother lived with us. We were constantly around people. There was constantly chaos and things going on and things that you had to adapt and overcome. Mm. My grandmother, I was young when my grandmother died i was i was young meaning 19 she was sick so i've seen a lot of death in my life you know between having and i'm and being a caretaker mm. so resilience has been my thing however i am now and i'll tell my age i am now 48 and i will be honest with you and tell you that life has caught up with me and am i resilient yes do people still tell me that yes however there has been some things that have happened over the last couple years that have not allowed me to bounce back as fast as i normally would Mm. and not ever going to be the same person that I was before. And that's not a bad thing. Like I have accepted that I'm not going to be the same. I'm going to do my best to be better and change is constant. But what I used before to be resilient is not going to work this time because I am a different person. So my energy level is different. My you know, my needs are different. My environment's different. So resilience is just that ability to bounce back and get back into the world. You know, what's crazy too. And, and, and I love, I love what you're saying is when you're describing this stuff, like I'm thinking about an athlete, I'm thinking about, you know, Mm -hmm. an athlete who is, you know, past his prime and realizing that he needs to maybe develop new skills because maybe his legs aren't working as much as they used to work. So now he has to develop new skills if he wants to continue to play the sport that he loves. I love that you just said that because you actually validated me mm. and I appreciate that. Like you as the therapist How on so? the show. How so? Because from that perspective of when you say because maybe your legs aren't working the same or you know maybe there was an injury or something happened and this is how i look at it is my my mind does not work the same Mm. and that is not a bad thing it's just that one one person can only take so many traumas so many things coming at them to a point where they they get overwhelmed and the way that they think the way that they process changes yeah And it's real, you know, ADHD is real. And I'll be the first to tell you, like, I'm fine to come out with it. I do have ADHD. Mm. I was diagnosed recently um, over the last pretty much couple years. I I guess kind of to a certain degree, I had an idea, but it it was from childhood, definitely. Um, But I was considered highly functioning Mm. until that point where I couldn't go any further because of too many traumas and the way that I'm processing. So what I was doing before to be resilient is no longer working now. So to your point, I am I, I am injured. Am I a victim? No. <laughs> am I wounded? Is it horrible? No, because there's resources. And I want to tell people that that when you fall down, people will help you get up. And this is where I'm going with this is resilience is something that in some cases we learn and it becomes natural to us where in other cases we just have to learn to ask for help Mm. so some people's resilience is just being brave enough to ask for help to bounce back and that's where a good therapist comes in and the right environment and who you surround yourself with 
Well, I pull and, you up. And thank you for sharing that, by the way. Thank you very much for sharing that. Thank with our you. Audience you too. know what? I'm a little nervous. I think I might have some hives. <laughs> Not going to lie, because, you know, that could go either way. You know, there's such a thing as being private and. I don't know. You know, some people say, well, you know, there's things of being private and you shouldn't share things with people because people can use that against you. Well, you know what? If I can help someone mm. and know that you're not alone, it's okay. You know, it's it's okay. Yeah. And, and stop the stigma. I mean, we all we all have challenges yeah. and there's reasons why we do things and it helps me understand why I've always been that late person. And I appreciate you for sharing that, um, you know, because it's, I mean, let's face it, like you said, you know, I think we all, to an extent, you know, want to put our not best foot forward, but we always want to project, I think, to an extent that everything is okay. And, uh, you know, and, and you being the motivational speaker and, um, you know, the life coaches has kind of motivated me to, I guess, discuss some of the issues I've had. And, um, you know, same exact story as me, super high functioning, I felt like for most of my life, you know, and then when I got in this field of um, being a therapist and, and working with the homeless or working with the inmate population inside the prisons and working with people that have been traumatized, uh, I realized that I was actually starting to develop anxiety and I was getting um, secondary trauma. You know, I was getting this vicarious trauma through listening to other people. And, you know, I realized about five years into the field that I was starting to uh, get extreme anxiety. Um, I was having uh, what they call thoughts of impending doom, you know, or they call it invasive thinking mm. and thinking that the worst was going to happen. Mm. And I never had those kind of thoughts before. And it can happen. Yes, and, yeah. and it's like, okay, so do I want to just quit my job and maybe go into accounting because accounting is safer or do i want to kind of do what you said and 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 really kind of figure out how to recover and how to you know be resilient because the, the definition of resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties mm -hmm. like having a toughness having a toughness springing back into shape being almost like um elastic like yeah and that's you know and that's where oh, i might get emotional in this episode because it's 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 hard to talk about because it is the most difficult thing that i have ever done is actually stop to look in the mirror and say to myself okay you're not the same and this is real and you know you're talking about the thoughts that you yeah. so this is what happened with me and this has been a long-term thing and you know i i do i just i i want to share my story there's so much of my story we all have a story and my story is no important than anyone else's but i do feel that a lot of women can relate to the story but i i yeah. think you know for me i'll just high level tell you that it started many years back when i had gotten a divorce and i was fine with that. Like I knew what I wanted for my life. I had no doubts. I could not be married anymore. I just had to move forward, but I don't have a typical family environment. My father passed away 21 years ago. I have the dynamic, as you guys probably already can tell, you know, all the, my mom had the nine, nine um, brothers, this, my grandmother, but at the end of the day, it, it, it ends up, it's just myself, 
my mom and my brother. So my mom never remarried. She's 55. She's an amazing person. I give her a lot of credit. But let's face it, you know, that she had her own inability to understand life. She depended on us were her children. That was, you know, my grandmother, we took care of her. And her fears of being alone projected a lot on my brother and I. Wow. And I then became subject to their fears. And sometimes I get emotional about it. But I look back. See, I told you I was gonna get like this. This is real. This is like real talk. But I think, you know, everything happens for a reason. And it's okay. Like, at the end of the day, I am where I am. If I look back and get bitter, my life will never be better. So there are a lot of things that I did that were fear-based. And I was very resilient through that. Like, I knew, okay, my brother needs me. I have to stay. My, My mom, she's upset, and my worth is coming from this. And there's so much there that I'm just looking forward to talking about where I think people will benefit from all of the therapy <laughs> that I've had and, you know, the, the life stories. And, and I don't want people to think, God, how can this girl help us? Like, she's a mess because I'm not a mess. And I'm not a mess because I choose not to be because I'm strong enough to know that I needed help. So where I'm going with this is years ago through the divorce, I never got help. I was just resilient. I was like, tough, tough girl, tough mutter girl. You know, I'm going to just be a badass and I'm going to just, this is what I'm doing and that's it. And I gave in to those fears. Well, I was afraid of nothing except for disappointing my mother and not being there for my brother and not, and not living up to my dad with the promise that I left him on his deathbed that I would always take care of them and be there for them. So there were all these things going on. So as time went on, I got very tired and worn out. Life went on. And I'll be honest with you, I lost my resilience. So when you talk about the ability to cope, like I'd love to hear your thoughts on the trauma became so serious, the impact of all of that negativity and all of that being held back, which is what it was. I was being held back. I was not peaceful. And again, like I'm not blaming anyone but myself because in the end, I held myself back because I chose to allow those fears to dominate me because of my good heart. And that's okay. That's okay because in the end, I do believe good brings good. And it was tough, but the resilience is not the same. And I really did break down. You know, I did not have a nervous breakdown, but I had to make choices and I felt very traumatized and it was hard and wow. it's it, it was hard so real talk like you can't sometimes just bounce back so what i'm doing now is educating myself on how to bounce back how to really become the person that i was before less the fears less knowing okay you know what the whole world is not going to crumble if you're not there for them it's okay they're strong enough to be on their own too and I appreciate you sharing that, Denise, and because what I'm hearing is sometimes we put this incredible, unrealistic amount of pressure on ourselves, and it's like, you know, you, you mentioned these promises, right? You mentioned these promises that you make, and, and definitely I've had promises, very same story, my father on his deathbed, me making promises, saying I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and uh, so I could totally identify with that, you know, but um, 
you know, I think about how we are not the same person we were five years ago, mm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We're not the same, especially we're not the same person we were 20 years I ago, know. like you're talking about. I know. So, I, I think about on. that with you and I. I think like in the studio when we were DJ Chris Rush and just, yep. you know, where we were in our life and just so many different thoughts yeah. and, and, uh, I think we're very serious now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you think about the amount of growth, though, that people true, have. Yep. And uh, and we're allowed to grow. We're allowed to change our minds. We're allowed to say no. Absolutely. You know, yep. we're allowed to go back on our word if we have to. And I'm not saying you and your specific examples, but just in general, you know, just because I commit to something doesn't mean that I can't go back and say, you know what, listen, I changed my mind because I need to put myself first. And that goes back to... Uh, you know, our last episode of what the F is self-care, feeling right. burnt out, right? Yep. Uh, of of we need to put ourselves first because if we don't put ourselves first, everything's going to suffer. And in the end, we're just going to be racked with a ton of regret. Yeah, and you know, and I love that you said that because there is so much guilt and shame thrown on people for putting themselves first. Even mm. single people, like, for example, you know, me, I, I'm single, I don't have kids, but okay, I have my mother, and oh, well, you should be there. And it's like, you, you do, you put all this pressure, or society puts pressure on you, and you're right, you cannot bounce back if you're not taking care of yourself how can you take care of others yeah you can't you cannot be resilient you you just can't and if you are you know i was i was saying before tell that to somebody with adhd how to break a promise because i take things so serious that it goes in my head and i i'm learning how to change my thought process that i will over process so that promise is so life or death to me Mm. or that situation you know how you had mentioned before about you were having thoughts of the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Give thoughts me, of impending give me doom. something that may thoughts of impending doom. Like yeah. I had a situation like that maybe about four years ago and I look back and I'm like, my God, I really wish that didn't happen because the way mind mindset works works, I I ran because it was like the worst possible case scenario. All yeah. you have to do is plant a seed and this is where, too, in our podcast, I think it's important for everyone to realize, like, we are a mental health resilience podcast. We want yeah. to educate and teach people how to be resilient on your own, but yeah. also how to, if you're living with someone or dating someone or married to somebody who has anxiety, ADHD, depression, more serious things like bipolar um I'm not the therapist, so I, I, you know, I can only speak to the ADHD, but it's, you know, I look at this and say, we have to be sensitive and understand how to be compassionate and how to live with these people because planting a seed could give them this doom, this yeah. doom and gloom. And, and you might not mean it, but again, it's understanding, it's stopping the stigma. It's just compassion. Yeah, right. very, very well said. And, uh, you know, I've worked with, with clients and I mean, new mothers and, and a new mother will say, um, you know, I'm putting my um, child down to sleep and I keep on having these invasive thoughts mm-hmm. or these thoughts of impending doom that what if this is the last time I ever see my child breathing, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, your child is healthy, you're healthy, mm-hmm. you know, there, you know, these thoughts just kind of slowly creep in and there's not one 
magic answer for these thoughts of impending doom. It, it, it might not be medication or it might be medication. Mm -hmm. It might not be therapy, but it might be therapy. I think it's usually a combination of um, a few different things. And, uh, you know, it, it's important when you're if you are having thoughts like that to definitely talk to a professional, you know, talk to a professional, um, talk to uh, keep good company, talk to someone that you trust and let them know, like, these are some of the fleeting thoughts that mm -hmm. I'm having. And, uh, you know, but just in terms of resiliency, because we are just about out of time, um, just a couple quick characteristics of resilient people that I wanted to mention, um, you know, resilient people uh, have strong social connections and they mm. identify as survivors not victims so sometimes it could just be about and and really what life is all about is just perspective mm -hmm. right if an event happens or if something has happened to you over your lifetime do you look at it like why did that happen to me or oh i know why that happened because i was able to learn from it i know why that happened mm -hmm. because then i was able to talk to this person about it yeah. and now, you know, it's like, well, wh why do I have a diagnosis of bipolar disorder? Well, maybe it's so that you could truly help others and guide them and tell them your experience. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but and then you look, you say, okay, and then some of us are meant to just help ourselves. And, you know, we have to help ourselves before we can help others. And with resilience and how you talk about it, you know, I, I love what I'm learning now. And I want to share this. So when we talk about resilience, we, again, talk about the ability to cope with a change, right? To come out of a trauma. So yep. one thing that I've learned is the environment. Okay, so put yourself in an environment where you can grow. And maybe because that trauma might have happened to that environment. So now, okay, you need a change. So your environment is very important. I love what you said about they have strong social connections. Number two, put yourself around people that are moving forward that are not stuck so people that are fearless you know meaning they're ready to try new things they're resilient they're coping with change themselves find a group find a therapist um there's a lot of even talk groups right oh yeah you, i mean and obviously with everything going on with the pandemic google because there are so many great virtual oh, zoom groups the zoom groups and the zoom meetings that are happening amazing if, if there was one or two good things i think there's probably been a lot of good things that have come out of this pandemic that we're um, finally getting out of and that is um it has truly pushed healthcare forward and not necessarily just doctor's appointments but i mean just yeah. and the idea of being able to access help through zoom now zoom was around before microsoft teams facetime was. that was yep. all around before but it people was. weren't really utilizing it the way that they are now and the way that yeah. they'll continue to uh utilize it moving forward you know it's interesting too i i i spoke with a therapist the other day and she said more people are utilizing virtual groups because of confidentiality so you could put just like you know i could put d let's just say and then not show my face yeah if i didn't have to wow. so there's a lot so you know we have more we have the same resources just better technology to keep our confidentiality i love it so i love it so that's that's my thoughts on resilience i i, I got some emotions going on there um that took a lot of courage for me to say great job and i yeah i just resilience it why i wanted to talk about it is because I am relearning it. So what I'm what I want our podcast 
listeners to realize is that it's never too late. It is never too late to learn mm. how to jump back, how to become better, how to get out of the dark, I guess yeah. is the best way to say it. I love it. Become resilient, push I, yourself forward. I love it. I it just is, need Rob to, you know, kick me in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> it is never too late to come out of the dark. I absolutely, I think that's the perfect way to end this. And um, thank you very much, guys. Don't forget, check us out on um, Spotify, iTunes, um, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And uh, thank you very much to Candlewood Coffee. Uh, don't forget we have our... Um, our line of tea, Denise's Positivity, and Robbie's Roast, my own coffee. Uh, you can definitely go check that out. You can find the link on our Instagram and our website. Thank you very much to Paul, the intern. And um, yeah, I'm just thank you for tuning in, guys, and continuing to tune in. Um, thank you. Uh, you know, I just want to chime in one thing too. Paul, yeah. Paul, our intern, has a podcast also. So it's called Good Men Broadcasting. So uh, we we good did post men, not good men. Good, good man, good men. I'm 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 a one track mind. What do you want from me? That's true. Good That's men, true. men, men, men. Amen. <laughs> My mom used to get mad in church when I used to do that. Amen. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, guys. So with that being said, thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Rob Gerard. I'm Denise Bertolovitz. Have a good one. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can check out other episodes of our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are streamed. Find us on Instagram at When Coffee Meets Tea Podcast or www.whencoffeemeetstea.com. Rob and Denise want to thank the listeners.